threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. What up, Cameron? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing's up. Nothing's up, man. It's cold outside. It is. But it's warm in the studio. Oh, it is. So <laughs> we're ready to roll. What are we talking about this fine day, buddy? Well, we decided um, to kind of break down all the many, many plethora of kits yeah. that there are out there. That's like one of the funnest parts of <clears throat> prepping. Yeah. Building so gear gear is always like the most, like yeah. the funnest thing to talk about. But what about all the different kits you can make? Yeah. And all the reasons for them. So mm-hmm. we're just going to talk about them all. I'm excited about Every that. Every one of them is going to be a seven-hour episode. Yeah. Sit down, get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get something to drink. We're ready to roll. But I got to tell you about BattleBox first, Cam. It is the monthly subscription box for men, women, children, dogs, cats, everything. Full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but here's a sampling of what users received this month. The Gray Man Tactical Seatback Organizer. Ooh, boy. Seatback? Seatback. <laughs> and the Tecto Alara knife. Ooh. Cool stuff. All this badassness starts at just 30 bucks a month. They've shipped almost 14 trillion boxes and one Best Men's subscription box of 2017. Our listeners get a free knife. Cam, you don't have to pay for it. It's free. When you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers, that is trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. And you know what? I've seen some of the boxes that are coming up. Holy oh, yeah. crap, these things are good. <clears throat> you know, um, they've got some new guys running the show there. Yeah, they've got some And the ones that are coming wheels. up, old buddy. <laughs> Am I excited? So you got to go try it. Yeah, Curran said he was yeah. pretty stoked about He's this next stoked. year. So, and I'm stoked too. We're all I am stoked. too. Okay. Listener reviews starts now. Well, well, well. Easy. I mean, simple as it is. Okay. Love these guys. Five stars. Exclamation! Exclamation! You're right. Can't go wrong with these redneck Russians. They've changed the way me and my my family live. We now have ducks, mm. a large water supply. Guys, this blows this my is mind. Awesome. Some mom jeans for my daughters, <laughs> and a couple hook hands stashed in our cars because you never know. You don't. Only thing they didn't prepare me for is what to do when I run out of episodes. Ah. Stay survived. You we just, hope that never happens. You just keep listening to the old ones. You, yeah. You cycle through. True. That's what you do. Yeah. Right? You can re-listen. You can't. You don't have to repay because yeah. we don't pay for anything. Yeah, you, know? you guys don't pay for anything. This is all free. This is a public yeah. service to you. You get one, the second one you got to pay for. Yeah. No, nope. you don't have to. Yeah, so if you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, <clears throat> go to iTunes, go to Facebook, and leave us a five-star review and make it awesome. It's a mad, mad world. Super mad world. Cameron, um, I saw this a couple weeks ago, and I I came across it again. This is just the coolest story ever. I can't even tell you. Uh, The headline reads, CDC monitoring for cold-like symptoms after African lab monkeys get loose. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, pretty fun. Uh, So uh, Cold-like symptoms? I'm sure that's (laughs) as mild as it is if they're watching it. Yeah, so... um, 
Afri- an African lab monkey is on the loose after a transport truck containing 100 lab test macaws, I don't know what they're called, crashed and allowed four to Macaw. escape just off Interstate 80 in Danville, Pennsylvania, sparking fears it was carrying a deadly and infectious disease. Local residents are raising alarm bells after CDC officials swarmed the area looking for four of the escaped lab animals. Holy crap. <laughs> the test monkeys were on their way to a laboratory in Florida when the truck crashed into a garbage truck on Friday <laughs> in Danville, Pennsylvania, with four of the primates escaping. <laughs> so according to Fox 56, three monkeys were captured and humanely euthanized, according to American Veterinary Association guidelines. But another missing monkey and reports of CDC officials swarming the area only sparked further concerns. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can we keep him? So this is hilarious. <laughs> Listen to this. The incident has fueled reports of the monkeys carrying an infection after a woman was warned as she stopped to help the animals, believing they were cats. I walk up to the, <laughs> I walk up to the back of the hill, and this guy tells me, oh, he's hauling cats. And I said, oh. So I go over to look in a crate, and there's a little green cloth over it so i peel it back stick my finger in there and go kitty kitty it pops its head up and it's a monkey (laughs) (laughs) that's straight from the article dude um so kitty kitty kitty, holy cow it's a damn monkey (laughs) anyways cool this is fun this is the start of a movie yeah it really is (laughs) and it's like outbreak it bites her finger off (laughs) yeah then she's patient zero yeah and then it like zooms out and you see the whole world and then you start seeing red infection (laughs) just spreading out and then it jumps 20 years ahead and there's like and there's two guys left on the tundra just like (laughs) hiding in the bushes oh my gosh crap and I love how they explain his cold-like symptom. I know. What do these animals have? Uh, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's COVID. It's like a little bit of a cold, <laughs> cold, like a little scratchy throat, and they're like, oh, shit. Except- euthanize them if you get them. <laughs> Wait a minute. That doesn't make right any away. sense. Kill them right away, just in case. Uh, that's good news. Fun. Fun. Exciting fun. Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. I wonder how grandma or the old lady... Her hands all bubbled and, like, got blisters all over it. That kitty bit me. <laughs> it must have been an allergic reaction from the box. I don't know what happened. Got cat scratch fever now. <laughs> my nose bleeding? What's happening right now? I got a little blood coming out of my anus, but I think I'll be okay. <laughs> this is a bunch of hair growing everywhere. <laughs> Turned into an ape. That's freaky. That I would know, I would be like yeah. terrified. No, thank you. Yeah, if I came across that. Yeah, how do we, I mean, I would just be like, we're those staying, monkeys. We're we're getting out of here. We're staying at home for the next two weeks <laughs> till that monkey is caught. Seriously, you know, uh, just see him out there napalming the freaking freeway. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? Just try to get the monkey. Try to get that cold under control. <laughs> yeah, don't want nobody to get sick. COVID like something crazy. Yeah, that. Well, that's more exciting than mine. Okay. Um, so we all know there's a little tension going on between Ukraine and Russia. Really? Right haven't now. heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The U.S. has seen indications that Russia has positioned supplies of blood near Ukraine's border. <laughs> what? Yeah. Blood? To senior U.S. Oh. defense officials today, um, on CNN Saturday, as part of its accumulation of medical supplies, oh troops and military equipment in the area that the official, the U.S. officials have said could signal plans of an invasion. 
So not only are they moving forces closer mm. to the border, but they're seeing like all these supplies for medical, like yeah. medics and blood. I'm like, that's creepy. This blood for our brothers in Ukraine, yeah. just in case they need it. I don't <laughs> we know. We have a lot of men with uh, iron deficiency anemia. We, yeah, we bring just in. transfuse them and then leave and go home back to <laughs> Moscow. Yeah. Huh? We're blood doping for Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not for Olympics. Uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, what do they say? <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. But uh, yeah, it's an so, avalanche, yeah? Um, this is what's interesting is Ukraine has denied that Russia has moved any blood supplies to the front lines. On Saturday, Ukraine's deputy defense minister, Hannah Maliar. Montana. Hannah Montana. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Called the reports not true. Not true. (laughs) Not true. No. This information is not true. She said in a statement on Facebook, such news. I love how Facebook is on Facebook. We're going to get attacked, but it's not true. Yeah. Such news is an element of information in psychological warfare. Yeah. The purpose, sounds like she's a Russian. Mm-hmm. The purpose of such informa- information is to spread panic and fear in our society. Don't worry about monkeys, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> monkeys, no big deal. But I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. So the White House uh, is is obviously, they're, they're concerned because they think that Ukraine is underplaying this risk. Sure. And obviously. So mm. anyways, keep an eye on that because that's kind of a scary deal. It is kind of because the UN's there's been a bunch of negotiations lately, and Russia's just like, mm, no, we're not. No, listening. thank you. We not listen. Ukraine belongs to us. We want <laughs> Chernobyl back. Um, yeah. So you know, we're gonna have to get ready for whatever this World War Three is gonna look like, <laughs> whether it be a monkey virus or yeah, you know, a Ukraine invasion that sparks it all. And to do this, to those get monkeys ready, are jumping in the river right now and mm. duplicating, oh, just like gremlins. They're gremlins. This is like basically. little pods all along <laughs> yeah. the riverbank. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> they all pop. Yeah. Uh, so that would be a cool uh, apocalyptic apocalyptic scenario, right? The gremlins. Gremlin yeah. monkeys. Like we, we should do a, an episode on that. Maybe. Yeah, we haven't done gremlins. Hmm, be fun. Um. So. To get ready for this World War Three or oh, monkey yeah. pandemic, you got to build kits. We're perfectly ready to talk about this. And as a prepper, we love our freaking kits. Yeah. I mean, we were talking. Kit we have cats. We have kit making kits, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. Like we've got kits and kits, all these types of kits, because they're fun to make. We do. Like we've gotten supplies in Battle Box and stuff, even for kit making kits, like mm-hmm. basically labeling and for sure. You know, so, anyways. Yeah. So we wanted to kind of go through. All the different types of kits. We probably missed a few because we just don't have all the time in the world oh, to do this. Okay? You can break them all down. But we're going to talk about a lot of the different kits that you can make, maybe what to put in them, what they're for, how to build them. Okay? And I want to start off with the fire starting kit. Yeah. I so, think these first kits are good because they're ones that can be added to the bigger kits. For sure. They're like yes. ready to go. Yeah. So um, a fire, it's like it's an essential part of survival, especially long-term survival or if you're in the wilderness. You got to be able to start a fire. So we kind of had to you know, call this out as its own type of kit. Usually when we talk about fire starting kits, we're talking about what's your fire starting kit in your bug out bag look like or in your get home bag. But you can also just have a separate fire starting kit, maybe at your house or wherever it might be. I got right? one under my, my bed. You do. You keep fire one in your pillowcase, huh? Fire starting kit. Yeah. The real fire starting yeah. kit. Yeah. Between the sheets, boy. <laughs> um, so let's look. I mean, why is fire so important? Obviously, in an emergency, you could cook with it. You can stay warm when it's chilly outside like it is today. Um, you could purify water, which is super duper important. We know about that. You can dry wet clothing. Yeah. You can do that. 
you can burn it too, so you got to be careful. Um, it's comfort, man. I don't know if you've ever been, you know, camping, but it's just in the middle of the night when you might be kind of scared. If you have a fire, you're kind of okay. You do. You yep. feel pretty good with a fire, right? You do feel okay. <laughs> yeah. And then signal. You can signal when you can do smoke signals or you can just burn the forest. Yeah. Like in a quiet place, remember? They started the fire to signal. That's right. Yeah. So, so fire is super important. Lord of the Rings. That's a real story. Yeah. The hobbits and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, so why do you need the kit itself? Um, if we've learned anything in the past five or six years. Fair rod done. <laughs> it's that um, starting a fire isn't always easy. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a pain in the arse, and especially in you know inclement weather. Um, so There's you, always some factor that makes it hard. Yeah. It's always blowing. I'm dumb. 100 miles an hour. <laughs> the wind's blowing. I'm you stupid. You peed on all your kindling. Yeah. Hate it when that happens. Yeah. Um, so... Let's talk about what this kit could have and how, how you could do it. Um, there are actually quite a few pre-made fire starting kits that you can go buy online. I really like the Zippo ones because I like I like their matches. That the for tips one thing. don't break off and burn your arm. Burn your damn forearm. <laughs> yeah. If you saw our, uh, whatchamacallit, little behind-the-scenes thing. I was looking for that video the other day. It's hilarious, man. It cracks me up. It's all slow-mo. <laughs> it lands right on my arm. <laughs> it's really cool. That wasn't yeah. a Zippo nope. match. No. It was, the it was Typhoon the is like yeah. borderline flare. Yeah, but Zippo actually makes kits that have a whole bunch of different things. Oh, like yeah. Tinder, and they have matches, and they come in these waterproof cases. So I think those are really cool. But there's a whole bunch that you can buy you know, that are just pre-made fire starting kits. But how are you going to store this kit? The number one thing is you got to have it in some sort of water and weatherproof case. Yeah. Um, you know, that could be a whole bunch of different things. Um, but, you know, like a hard plastic case, it could be in a dry bag. It could be in one of those tins. Or it could even just be a simple Ziploc bag. At least it's keeping it all dry, right? Because, um, you know, you don't want to go, you know, start a fire, try to purify some water and find out that your tinder is completely soaked. Yeah to the bone so that's not good so what should be in your kit the number one thing is you've got to have several ways to start a, f- a fire and, and one of those things being lighters if yeah. you don't have a lighter in your kit you don't have a kit right all I right agree. it's dumb you could also have all-weather matches those like the zippo typhoon match kit those things are freaking yeah they're water badass in themselves yes and then mm-hmm. once they get ignited you got like Two hours of a flare. <laughs> they go forever. It's crazy. Exactly. So also include a ferro rod. This yeah. is kind of your backup. Yeah. Right? Um, so you want if you want to get like super crazy, you can add like in those mirrors or like magnifying glasses. You could do the I do f- them all when I start a fire. Oh, yeah. I got, I I got have six a, of them. I, I have two magnifying once. glasses down. Mm-hmm. I shave a bunch of magnesium. You know, yep. I like. Yeah. This is ready to go. Yeah, you just you use the shotgun approach. I'm gonna try everything. Usually, like yeah, half and, a gallon of gas on yeah, top of all of that it. works great too. Yeah, but you can do you know magnesium rods, flint and steel, candles, char cloth, you know all the weird ancient hand methods of. <laughs> What's that? I'm just talking about. Like, oh, fire! Like, yeah, fire. Hands usually you know, involved. Like, like the fire plow or yeah. the. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, clapping. Clapping gets it real hot. Yeah, those are good ones. Um, include a knife in your kit. It's not a bad idea to have a knife sure. because if for Better some reason, some wood. yeah, if you don't have your, your knife on you for some reason, you have it in the kit, you can make tinder. You can use it to strike your ferro rod um, and do whatever else you need to help start to Puncture fire. a hole in your gas tank yep. to get it out. Yep. Don't don't drain it or don't suck it out with a hose or, no. or pump it. You'll Just get sick. Puncture a hole. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the next thing you got to have in there is tinder. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, and I'm not talking about the app for dating. I'm talking about <laughs> stuff that helps. That'll you get you start. hot too. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. What you got in your fire kit? Just a phone with an app. I'm on, on fire, and yeah. that fire's burning. That's right. There's a million different types of Tinder. Uh, you're just gonna have to go find what you like yeah. and try this stuff. The pre-made, pre-packaged stuff is usually pretty good. There's some really good stuff out yeah, there. Like there that was something I never knew existed until we got started with all this. Yeah, man. The rope has been amazing. Yeah, because you get so much like black the beard, black beard rope. Yeah. But you get like tons of strands of flammable mm-hmm. like uh, fire starters. Great. It's great stuff. Yeah. Um, Fatwood's also good. Yeah, uh, Fatwood's awesome you know, too. Um, Lightweight and mm-hmm. it's fat. It would. Um, you can also like DIY your stuff, like with the cotton and petroleum jelly. Yep. People love that stuff or the dryer lint and the TP Doritos. Roll. I love Doritos. I mean, cause it's a double, it's a <laughs> double whammy. It's food and it's a fire yeah. starter. So it's always good to or have. Or let it burn a little and then eat it. Yeah. It's the flaming hot <laughs> Doritos is what I call them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Those do burn better probably. Yeah. Um, and survivor cord paracord will sometimes have like a fire starter right. strand in it. So those are good. Other things you can keep in this kit are like a pocket bellows. I don't if if you don't have a pocket bellows, man, these things are awesome. That's right. You telescope these little suckers little out, sucker. and you you don't have to get your damn face burned off <laughs> trying to get the yeah. fire started. Your eyes are bloodshot yeah. for two days. You got you got charcoal. I have to start a fire. You got charcoal all over your face. Your eyebrows are gone. <laughs> but I got that fire started. It's but, true, and you put that like great. right underneath the fire. Yeah, it's great. they're they're awesome. So um, I forgot all about those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even know where mine is. I, I stole it probably. It's in my pocket. <laughs> I drink hot chocolate with it and start fires. Oh, that, the straw. You yeah, need my yeah. to-go straw. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? It's basically what it is. <laughs> kind of is. It doubles as a straw. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Mm. So anyways, here. that is the fire starting kit. A lot of different ways you can do it, but that's kind of the basics. That's that's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I think but so But no, too. that kit's like one of the gold standards. For sure. Of bug out packs yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, your second is your facts. So when you burn your hand... Trying to start your fire. Which inevitably you will. You got a first aid kit ready to yeah. go. Yeah. So um, there are tons of options um, out there. And one thing, it gets like, it's one of those kits where you can go way too far or way mm-hmm. too little. So you got to like, the best thing anybody can do is build their own fact. Mm-hmm. You like learn what you're putting in it. Learn what gear works, like what band-aids are worthwhile and wh- which are trash. And yeah. like, like the, the, the pre-built kits. These unless band-aids you s- are awesome. I use them all the time. They're the cloth they ones. Yeah. Yeah. They good. stick on nice. That looks good. You've been, three, that's been there for what, three years? Yeah, I've had this since I was 17. <laughs> skateboarding accident. <laughs> skateboarding accident in high school. Work. This thing's working well. Rollerblading, I cut my arm, still got a band aid on. <laughs> Rollerblading. <laughs> but yeah, um, jumping you really, a gap. You really <laughs> jumping a gap on my rollerblades. Bunny hopping. Bunny yeah, hopping. <laughs> Sketching <laughs> on my rollerblades. <laughs> Remember that Sega, or was it Sega? Uh huh. Was it Sega? Yeah, yeah. It was a Sega game. Sketching. I, man, Sega had some awesome stuff. They did, man. They did. Um, but yeah, like if you put together your own kit, then you know exactly what's in there, and yeah. you know, um, like that you have quality gear. That's the that's probably the best thing you can do. But your first aid kit has some of the basics, obviously, to take mm-hmm. care of scratches and maybe burns, little infections. But the one thing you don't want to do is go all the way into like a, a full on like abdominal surgery Surgeon kit. You know, kit. You know, it's like I got a little bag for the appendix. I have gallstone. Like I can do a bypass yeah. if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I got an artificial heart in my kit. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. Huh? What, what do you got? Is that your iPhone? Yeah. But um, 
this is yeah. So these are the essential medical supplies that you just typically use day to day. Like my kids literally use band aids day to day and hour so, to hour. Yeah. Seriously, it's ridiculous. But um, some of the basic items that you're going to put in there are scissors or trauma shears because mm-hmm. you know cutting up bandages. Regular scissors usually suck. So what was the trauma shears that you liked? Was it the X shears or the new ones that you got? I really like the X shears, right? But I have the the Raptor is in the, oh, yeah, the, the Leatherman. Leatherman. That one's awesome. I mean, it's got a bunch of tools on it. Yeah. And so any you want to get a good set of shears, though, because I'm telling you, cutting medical supplies and tape, regular scissors will piss you off. Yeah. So get a good set of trauma shears. They're going to be the best thing. And you can get, like, the the ones that you have. Um, what, They're the X shears, right? X shears, yeah. They're just, they're regular lightweight scissors. Yeah. You know, shears. They're, they're great. Because the, I like the Leatherman one, but it's a bulky sucker. It is. Like, for your fact that might be part of your EDC kit, yeah. you know? And they're more expensive. They're a little bit bigger. I think the the Trauma X shears were pretty inexpensive. Yeah, they're, they're great. And yeah. um, I cut my pants off with them, you literally. You looked awesome. <laughs> so We need to repost that video. I forgot <laughs> about that one. But yeah, they work well. Mm-hmm. Um, some basic, you know, a basic tourniquet doesn't... It, they don't weigh anything. They're just yeah. a little bit of There's so many band. different ones. There's so many. A lot of people hate the... Um, uh, what's the the rats the rats tourniquet but it's goofy you gotta it's kind of gotta practice with it but there's so, a million different tourniquets yeah. just fine and you can like. even make a makeshift tourniquet if you have yeah, trauma shears for sure um pressure dressing uh just basic gauze that you can roll around a band-aid or something just to give you a little extra um and tape you know mm-hmm. coban is excellent like I, that's one of my favorite medical items because it sticks to itself you don't need any clips you don't need velcro mm-hmm. and it can be it can wrap everything help with waterproof you know it's like dr dre yeah <laughs> 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 he can wrap everything <laughs> He's got like, skills. Oh, yeah true yeah. it's dr dre's rap yeah um and then you just i always carry like a little um you know, weekly medical thing that I just put in each of the, like on the Monday one, I've got marked ibuprofen, Tylenol on Tuesday. Yeah, right. Yours is all stomach pill. You know it. It, it, Yeah. (laughs) And then from then on, it's all stomach and diarrhea (laughs) medication. But those are nice because you just, you seal them up and then you have marked for which, which is which, and they're not all bouncing around in the same bottle because sometimes you're not, you're like, I think this is (laughs) acetaminophen and it's morphine. Yeah. Sulfate. But yeah. Um, so yeah, having like just your basic pills that you could throw in a little tiny kit, yeah. along with band aids, alcohol pads, um, safety pins are always useful to have in there, mm-hmm. um, and like tweezers and hemostats. You don't need this massive medical kit with all the suturing material. Um, that'll come later. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that. But your fact is something small that can be thrown into any bag. And I always kind of consider my fact the one that's going to go with more like EDC gear. Yeah. It's smaller. It's yep. easy to put in your pocket even. Mm-hmm. And it's just ready to go. Ret- I like it. So, yeah. Mm. Now, the next one. Um, this might seem not quite as manly as you'd want to be, but you got to have a, a sewing kit. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to also put a repair kit in this. If you play DayZ, you can suture yourself. Exactly. You don't know what long-term future holds, you know, let alone our day-to-day issues that that might arise. The gear we use daily and in an SHTF situation, it's so critical. And you have to keep it um, working. You have to keep it in working order. Like if your tent, if your sleeping bag, if your backpack is ripped, if your pants are ripped, a sewing kit is going to help you keep keep it going so you can continue to use it right in an emergency you can even suture a wound i guess if you had to with a sewing kit you can, yeah. right you're not gonna want to no. but you could 
Um, you know, if you end up in some sort of a long-term SHTF, you know, sooner or later, your clothes are going to need mending. They you got to be able to, you got to have a kit to help do that. I mean, hell, I mean, you starting might, with underwear, exactly. seems like that's the first thing to like wear out. <laughs> exactly. like, Gosh, dang it. You could blow out the ass of your pants in the middle of work one day and have to <laughs> sew it up just to get through the day. It's true. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Nobody wants that hole like no. near the inner thigh and you're yeah, like exactly. constantly adjusting. <laughs> yeah. One of your nuts fall out and you got to <laughs> pop it back in. <laughs> You know, it's not good. <laughs> so, yep. It, but if you have a suture or a sewing kit, you can sew, sew your nuts to your legs. <laughs> yeah, I would suggest taking them off before you do it. Take your nuts off. You know, not your take your pants off, <laughs> not your nuts. These are problems. I don't yeah. want to have kids anymore, and yeah. they get in the way. But you know, to have this kit, I mean, the thing is, nobody. You don't have to have like those ancient iron singer sewing machines <laughs> right. in the back of your they truck. They have a hand it looks like a regular yeah. stapler. I've <laughs> seen that. Yeah, that's I don't cool. know how well they work. I've been wanting to get one. So like a small compact sewing and repair kit it's something that can come in super yeah. handy, right? These could be a part of like an EDC kit, a bug out bag, a get home bag or just a separate kit that you keep wherever you keep it, right? There's a whole bunch of pre-made kits but let's talk about just kind of the basics of what you want to have in there. Needles, mm-hmm. obviously, threads, can't sew nothing if you don't got no thread. Pins, buttons, and scissors. Yeah. Because you pop a button, <laughs> you got to get it back on there, yeah. right? It's always like the bottom two, so you yeah. just like, it's like you're wearing a coat. <laughs> like your belly button's hanging out, <laughs> you know, right in the middle. It's like, oh, Just drives your nuts always in the way. Yeah. It's not good, so you have some extra buttons. Scissors. Yeah. yeah. All- I always throw those little iron-on patches in there. Oh, that's a good idea. just take a little heat and, yeah. you know. I'm always packing heat. You just pick a, <laughs> yeah, sure. you just pick, you just take a piece of hot coal out of your fire. Yeah, you just roll it on there. <laughs> just keep it right on. Oh, there, oh, that crotch is gonna be better now. <laughs> Burned it. There we go. That nut fell out again. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> nut deer, fell out again. Deer, can you push it back? <laughs> It's like a herniated, hold your finger. <laughs> herniated scrotum. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Cause good gracious, good gracious. Um, my scrotum herniated through my undies again. It happens. Yeah. Um, so with these things, you can kind of get the basics done, but you can also go to the next step, and that would be like a needle threader. A yeah, thimble. Isn't that something on Halo? Hell, I don't know. <laughs> needle threader. Yeah, a thimble, a seam ripper. Yeah, a tape measure. <laughs> all, right. all right a ruler <laughs> yeah marking pencils patches like cam said and like shugu oh you had the patches on yeah shugu that's good stuff there too um you can also <laughs> grab something it's like the gear aid field repair kit yeah so this is great for like patching tents jackets hydration bladders and stuff like that that needs to be uh waterproof those yeah. things are great to have around too. So, anyways, that's kind of your repair. those little zipper fix kits I've oh, used. Yeah, zip fix are and awesome. Those are awesome. Like those zippers are, awesome. are the worst. The yeah, break. so you could have one of those in there as well. So that's the repair slash sewing kit. Yeah, no, I think those kits are essential. Like good um, kit, good kit. Yeah, luckily I've I've got we've gotten some that are already like ready yeah. to go, ready to go, which yeah. is nice. Um, your hydration kit. So we always talk about you know your water supply and mm-hmm. having all this different gear in your bug out bag, but. Uh, like a a set hydration kit's nice because then you have all the different types of water preparedness stuff. Like, yeah. So you you have your water at home. That's nice and everything. But certain disasters or whatever, you could ruin you know your access to that, or you, it can get contaminated. So having a kit it's got amoebas in it. <laughs> yeah. 
It's got um, it's got all your different types that are like ready to throw in a bag that can prepare water in different ways. Mm-hmm. Small water filter and container. Yep. The Sawyer Mini is always one of our, like probably our all time favorite because yeah. it filters a hundred thousand gallons. And a lot of them. Just and that's a, not like an exaggeration. Sometimes like, 100,000. It I don't really know. does. It's really yeah. 1,800 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, really It does. It sounds like an exaggeration. It like, does. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, and they have way cooler systems, you know, like yeah. the what, the Grail and, and mm-hmm. things like that. But um, cool stuff. these are really nice because um, one, they have threads on one end of them that usually twist onto their little baggie. Mm-hmm. So you have a way to both carry the water and filter it on the, on the fly. And you can usually screw it onto a regular water bottle. Yeah. Too. Do they fit? I was wondering if they yeah. have to, right? I'm pretty sure it's the same. So yep. it's just a genius design and it filters a ton of water. And then the other thing is it can be in line, you yep. know, if you have like a bladder pack mm-hmm. and you could just attach the two ends and then you're just cycling or you're filtering the water as you're moving and drinking. Yes. Um, those are easy to throw in a kit. The other thing is um, a bottle of purification tabs. You get like f- yeah. 25 to 50 in a tiny little bottle, mm-hmm. and you can filter, you know, hundreds of gallons, which it's is super taste nice. delicious, too. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. then you don't have to worry about yeah. dipping it in a puddle because you just throw that tab in, and you can, as you, it's mixing as you're, you know, moving. And so just multiple, like tons of different ways yeah. to purify your water in a kit that's ready to go. Yeah. And, and it's all accessible in one area. Like I have a, I have a drawer in my basement that's like my water kit. I, yeah. I want to get it all in a bag, but it's all my water supply stuff in one little It's a great way container. to do it. And also like in your bug out bag, you kind of should have, I have a couple of them. your hydration kit in your bug out bag. That's like how my bag is done too. So like I have a fire kit in there. I have a hydration yeah. kit in there. I have a cooking kit in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can pull all those out and use them. Yeah. It's perfect. Separately. I carry, know? and then the other thing is like you want to have, a so- Another way of preparing water, obviously, is to boil it. Mm-hmm. And so you need a little metal pot yeah. or, you know, a container. And I have a stainless steel one. And in that, I tuck in, like, I can fit about three of those little those little pouches water of water. Pouches. Yeah. So that you don't even have to filter it. You have water to drink. Yeah. And then I stick a filter in there and I have my little bottle of tabs in yeah. that container. And then I seal it and it's ready to go. It's so all that's my go. kit. Yeah. But you have those kits ready to go so that you're... um able to throw it in another kit and you have multiple ways that's the the thing that you've got to do always mm-hmm. you don't know where you're headed you don't know what water you're going to come across and you've got to have a way to carry that water because you're not going to sit there and drink and fill up yeah all you know the whole time so um and uh they even have some fancy ones like the osmotic pouches mm-hmm. where you just throw in the water and they just suck the water in and filter as they do that and they even have some um flavors they have some electrolytes and stuff in the pouch yeah so yeah, there's a lot of different ways and you need to have them all. And so if you build a little kit with all these different um, varieties of water preparedness, then mm-hmm. yeah, you're ready you can to separate go. them out, put them in your kid's bags, put them in your bag and you're ready to go. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good one. Good one. Hydration. How about a document kit? This is something you might not think of as a kit, but it kind of is, especially when it comes to some sort of a, a situation where you kind of have to bug out or you got to get out of the house, but you need to bring certain documents with you because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if there's, you know, martial law going on or some sort of a roadblock or whatever it is. You got to keep these important documents with you in some sort of a kit and you got to keep them safe at the same time. So it kind of is a double duty going on here. So there's several ways to do this, but, um, having a kit with several backups is, is kind of your best way to go. So first off, let's look at what documents you should be including in these kits. 
And it's kind of the, the basic stuff I think we've talked about before, but like birth certificates, insurance papers, and then, you know, maybe other photos and documentation that you need for whatever insurance purposes, deeds, wills, passports, driver's license, security, social security cards, um, you know, photos that are important, like family photos, you know, uh, medical documents, contact information that you might not be able to get otherwise, and then financial documents, yeah. whatever those might be. Um, so those are kind of the basics. There could be more, there could be less, but that's kind of what you want to keep in this kit. The number one thing I would say when you're making this kit is to digitize these documents For sure. right away. There's no reason why not to. Yeah, you, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. So digitize them and get them on a, a nice you know, good flash drive that's not going to fail on you. Because those really cheap ones, sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen. Know. <clears throat> so you want to get one that's a little bit better, that's um, a little more hardy than some of the other ones. And they have uh, encrypted apps that encrypt all of your stuff that, oh, yeah. like I store a lot of my stuff on there. Mm -hmm. Just because you're going to probably have your phone with you. Exactly. And if you lose your phone, then you've got your backup documents. Yep. And so that's definitely part of this kit. Um, also, you know, get copies, hard copies made, this is what I think is the best way to do. get your hard copies made and put those in like your regular file cabinet and then have the originals in, you know, um, either a um, waterproof safe, fireproof yeah, safe, yeah. or in like one of those fire bags, whatever it is, keep them safe from water and fire because that's the number one thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Probably. Um, and also have that um, flash drive in there as well. Um, kind of keeping all this in a binder is kind of nice. It kind of keeps it as a kit, right? It's all right there. You can obviously put the flash drive in the binder, um, and this can all go into your. Well, digging for that crap takes so much time. It's a pain in the butt. And I always think like, like recently Tonga, you know, it's like all uh -huh. of a sudden, boom, volcano yeah. goes off, and you know you have seconds to get out of your house before it floods. Yes, and you're going to need to like you find might insurance papers and everything. Yep. It's like put it all in one place. Yep, and grab it, and, and then, then and then like Cam said. It's also a good idea to keep them safe on the cloud somewhere. Yeah. So that if for some odd reason. I know you preppers freak out about that sometimes, but. They do. But if for some odd reason you can't get to this kit, you can't get to the physical papers, you can maybe access it from somewhere else yeah. on the cloud, right? You just got to make sure it's a safe, safe storage um, method, whatever yeah. it is. But, anyways, that's kind of your document kit. Um, again, it's not something you normally think of as a kit, but it kind of is. It totally is, you yeah. Know? It's all it's all in one place. Yes, so, or several places, but mm -hmm. like ready to like get it all. Yep. Um, a navigation kit, and I'm I'm no expert in navigation. You know, honestly, really? phones have corrupted me that way, and that you yeah. just use your phone. But mm -hmm. um, a kit with like a lot of the supplies that go back to a little bit more primitive way mm -hmm. to like to navigate the uh, and this this is I mean this goes into like your maps. Even of the area you live in, like your hometown, the mountain range around you or, mm -hmm. or whatever, you want to have a good up-to-date map. And you want one that's waterproof that, you know, because if you're out there traveling the roads and, and camping and trying to figure out where to go and it's yeah. raining, that map's not going to last very long. I said really like that Never Astray Yeah, that, I was going to ask you. So that's that's what their names were, huh? Yeah, Never Astray. Like, you can't even tear those suckers. No, they're like really durable. Like they're waterproof. Yeah, they're rubber. cool. You could basically sleep under it. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Sweet. Yeah. But yeah, like a generic map that's not digital that mm -hmm. you can refer to. And it's a good idea to look into, like, if you're going to spend some time in another country or you're going to mm -hmm. go to an area that you're not familiar with, to have a, a paper map just in case. I'd hate to get hit by an EMP being in San Francisco because I'm like, well. I don't know how to get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that would be part of your kit is having a map 
And then the other thing is learning how to use a compass <laughs> and having a compass. Yeah. And there's different types of compasses. There's one the uh, that has the little sighting wire, you know, the mm-hmm. what's it, asthma type. And teaching your kids how to use, kids think compasses are freaking great. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to have a kit with like little supplies for them too mm-hmm. that you can throw in their bags. Um, another thing when you're navigating and you're in a place you're not familiar with, those little trail markers that yeah. you can like poke into stuff that mm-hmm. reflect light, those are so helpful. Hunters, you know, use them yeah. all the time, but like having those as part of that navigation kit will help you not get lost, not, you know, backtrack and end up in the same area. Um, and they're simple. They're, you can get a little baggie full of like 10 or so of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a GPS unit still yeah. rely on digital technology to get you around. Um, I, your phones are obviously a GPS and navigation system, but one that's separate, maybe a satellite mm-hmm. type of GPS could be part of your kit. That's, that's, uh, that you're able to use. Or even a watch. Yeah. They have those GPS watches. Yeah. You know? So, the, I mean, these are real basic things, but mm-hmm. having all of your navigation supplies in one place or in a kit can be really helpful because all of these kind of go together. It's not like yeah. you use one map that's not, you know, without yeah. a compass, you, you've got to learn how to read a topographical map and things mm-hmm. like that. So. Well, these are great. It's a great to have this kit like in your bug out bag. You know, you've got your navigation kit. You get somewhere and you're like, oh crap, where am yeah. I? I can pull out this kit. <clears throat> I can start to figure out what I need to do navigation-wise, right? right? And basing off, yeah, reading the scale and knowing, mm-hmm. like, okay, this is going to be yep. two miles. I'm going to need this and that. And so, yeah, good anyways, stuff. put it all together. How about EDC kits? Um, this is something we've talked about many, many times, but it's probably, in my opinion, the most important kit of all of these because it, because it's the one that's used the most often, if you ask me. Because EDC obviously stands for everyday carry. So it's this kit that you're carrying with you every single day. So, you know, you're probably going to use this more than any other yeah. kit because you're carrying it with you every day. And so this is something that you either keep on your pocket, in your pockets, you know, in a in packs or hidden places all around you. There's crazy stuff you can do with EDC, but you can also put it like in those small EDC pouches. I put a video up the other day of one I had been working on just for fun. That's just like in this in little Vanquist. Uh, That's what EDC I have mine in. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So, you know, it's cool stuff, but you can also have like that in a backpack. I have an EDC bag yeah. that has, you know, an extended EDC kit, obviously. Um, so let's talk about kind of the stuff that, should be in most basic kits and you know knives some sort of a folding knife i use it every single day i can't yeah. i can't remember a day where i haven't used a knife you know sanitizer is something that most people these days are using quite frequently so that's something to put in there your wallet your watch most of the time those are on you but those are part of this edc kit um snacks food and water i always have some of that in my edc bag a multi-tool your keys obviously your phone is a humongous part of your edc kit um, pen and paper depends on the size. Depends you know, on the size. Maybe you've got a little maybe eight inch phone. one. That's right. Maybe a mini. Yes. Uh, flashlight. Uh, sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Cash. Um, and OTC meds. I put that in there, but that could obviously be part of. The facts usually easy to slip like some of those. Yeah. It's like I have a I have a full first aid kit in my EDC kit, so it's uh, two it's two kits in one. Yeah. It's impregnated it's with the kit. kit. Yeah. If you're a woman, you might have to have like a that time of the month kit in there as well. You know what I mean? That time um, of the month, yeah. Yeah. I think so, I broke one of those down one time, right? Like I think a so, female's yeah. kit. Yeah. 
Um, and then these kits, a lot of times they have additional gear in case of, you know, smaller to medium sized emergencies that may happen. Um, and so the other things you could put in there is like a backup USB battery bank or charger. Yeah. Water purification devices, fire starting again, a fire starting kit in there, self-defense weapons. Some people would put this in the, you know, the, the normal everyday, like EDC is a, is a gun for them. Yeah. A lot of times might not be for you. A fact, we talked about that as well. Some sort of cordage. I like to have some TP, some way to wipe my butt in case I need to. Right. Um, warm clothing in the winter for sure. Extra batteries. A flash drive. A flash drive comes in handy, man. Um, oh, my gosh. You never know when you need a flash drive. For a handyman? For a handyman. They love them. Hardy man. Um, and then other tools, you know, like duct tape, a can opener, a compass, those types of things can go in there as well. Just because this EDC kit may end up being more of a survival kit, yeah. depending on what happens. That's why you have it with you all the time, right? Yeah. But all these things... Um, you're going to use on a maybe a semi-daily basis, so you want to keep them with you all the time. That's why this kit is so important. Yeah, so the EDC important. kit's so exciting to, like, yeah. go through. I have so many different ways, you know. Like, mm-hmm. my bag I take to work has stuff in it. I have a yeah. belt that's, like, ready, the cash belt. Mm-hmm. You know, it has, yeah. like, a bunch of that gear in there. So, yeah, good stuff. Absolutely. So I want to move on to the next one. You can one. build, like, 50 of those and you still could. not feel satisfied. No, they're, they're so much fun to build. The next one I want to talk about is the 72-hour kit. So it has a great name because it tells you exactly what it's for, <laughs> right? Makes a whole lot of sense. Straightforward. Yeah, straightforward. As straightforward a kit as it comes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a kit to keep you alive for 72 hours after a disaster or an emergency. So this could be, get confusing with sometimes the bug out with the, the bug-out bag right. because a bug-out bag is built for 72 hours as well, but... Here's how I'm kind of parsing these two out. To me, the bug out bag is mainly for a. It's not named a 72 hour kit. No, for one. it's mainly for a bug out scenario. Yeah. So where you have to leave home, but a 72 hour kit isn't necessarily for that. A 72 hour. That's how kit, I look at it too. Okay, good because I wasn't quite sure how to parse these out, and this is how I'm looking at them. A 72 hour kit is basically it can be for anything. It could be for bugging out if you had to, but it can also just be. I have an emergency at home. I have to stay here, maybe sheltered in place for 72 hours. I have some stuff in here I know I can get through yeah. the 72 hours. Or maybe I'm at work and I have it in my car. I have 72 hours of stuff here. So um, it could be really for any situation to get you through 72 hours. Obviously, a bug-out bag could be as well, but it's going to have a few more things in it right. probably, right? So that's kind of how I'm looking at those. So these 72-hour kits, they can be stored in a backpack. They can be stored in a tote. Or like a large bucket, you know, those like survival buckets, things you yep. can buy. Those are great. It, or it could just be stored somewhere in your home, you know, just in some shelves somewhere. This is kind of our 72-hour section. Yeah, I've um, seen it, like, I've had some, I think I still do, mm-hmm. like a, a seven or a number 10 can. Yes. That's a 72-hour kit. Yeah, exactly. So it's there, like, maybe you can't get to the store because of whatever the situation is or, you know, you just need it just in case, just sitting at the house, you know. <clears throat> um, it doesn't really matter. It just kind of depends on how you plan to utilize it. So let's look at some of the basic contents for one of these. They're super basic. Water, food, medications. Maybe it's OTC meds. Maybe it's additional meds that you take every, that you have to take, right? First aid kit, obviously. An emergency radio. This is a big one. I think you need to have an emergency radio as part of your 72-hour kit. Batteries, an N95 mask. Plastic sheeting and duct tape. And we'll talk about that a little more later. But in a shelter-in-place scenario, those are going to be, they could be super important. Garbage bags and toilet paper, so kind of like hygiene stuff. Um, tools for turning on and off utilities should be part of this 72-hour kit. Cut. 
Silcock, Slipcock, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, a manual can opener, backup cell phone charger. You could also uh, think about like extra pet food in this. Yeah. Some cash in this, warm clothing, and then like entertainment items. So a 72-hour kit is like a basic kit that I think everybody should have in their home. And as when non-preppers think about, I'm going to build me a emergency kit, this is kind of what they're thinking this is about. practically yeah. the 72-hour kit. I feel kit, like yeah. preppers don't talk about 72-hour kits as much. It's too, it's too beginner. Yeah, but it's one of those things that is more mainstream. So I felt like we should put it in here as something to talk yeah. about as one of those kits. Yeah, you know? and I think of anything that you can all do, like you can make a 72 hour kit for every one of your family members. Yes. That's the first and easiest thing I think anybody can do. Absolutely. Yep. Um, now your bug out bag. Yeah. Which is just your 72 hour kit. Kobe already talked about it and <laughs> no. let's move on. Yeah. So, um, basically your bug out bag is your portable rucksack kit that holds enough gear and supplies to help you survive for at least 72 hours after disaster strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the hardest thing for me with the bug out bag is I tend to go overboard and turn it into almost like the inch bag. Like yeah. it's almost like I'm going to be weeks out in the woods and I want all this stuff. Yeah. But no, your bug out bag is something that's light, portable, um, and it, it's going to take, you know, you're going to be out of comfort or traveling to another area or whatever for 72 hours. So yes, it has what a 72 hour kit has, but it also has kind of like the camping gear and the things that you're going to run into along the way. Yeah. So it's additional. Um, and some, so since Kobe just talked about the 72 hour kit, like here's some of the differences that are included into your bug out bag. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like your 72 hour kit plus EDC in one bag yeah. and some camping gear. That's kind of what I mm-hmm. like the bug out bag is. Um, so what often you have in your bug out bag is lighting. Mm-hmm. usually one handheld and I like a headlamp because then your hands are free and you can do a bunch of crap. Yep. Fire starter kit. So that's already ready to go. You got a fire starter kit, throw it in your bug up bag mm-hmm. if it's not already in there. Um, basic shelter supply. So it would be nice to carry a tent. I'd love to, but I just, the basics of basics, whatever's light and maybe you're not even going to use, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. some camping gear. You're not going to be out in the woods. Maybe you're going to be in your car. But a tarp's nice regardless. Yeah, because it has so so many many, more uses. Yeah. Right? So I throw a tarp in there with some paracord. So Mm -hmm. if you tie it down or you're going to stretch it out or you're going to use it as shelter. Then you can throw your fac in there. So you got a little med med kit. Um, Three-day non-perishable food supply. Mm -hmm. So MREs. Nutrient survival. Yeah, nutrient survival has like little pat. And there's, yeah. Couldn't talk about them enough. No. Um. And then you want to have water that's ready to go. Yeah. Water that you can use to cook or prepare some of this food, wash it down so you don't choke to death. And you don't have to look for a river or water. Yeah. You know? So you want to have some ready to go. And I talked to you about carrying that canister and putting some of those like little water bottles in there or the little water pouches. Mm-hmm. Or you can throw in a few water bottles. Um, sometimes cookware, depending. I mean, if you're using the same thing that you're you know drinking out of, you could just yeah. use that to cook with. So. But that's where, like, it's easy to just go overboard with this and oh, put too so much easy. gear in there. Um, the other thing is you want to have a change of clothes, depending, you know, you want to change your bug out per season. It's like your your winter, you want to change and have uh, warm clothing and gloves and, and, and hats. And then the summer, you want to have clothes that you can change out, you, you know, to shorts and, mm-hmm. and a lightweight shirt and stuff like that. Cash and documents, mm-hmm. that's probably ready to go if you have your document kit. Yep. And then footwear... Yeah, uh, you know, you don't know. You you might be climbing. Tap shoes. 
Seems like my wife's very good at always having the wrong footwear. Oh, yeah. We go walking and she has like slip-ons. Flip-flops on. Or we, we go um, up in the mountains, she got <laughs> flip-flops on or high heels. Yeah. And then, <laughs> high heels. And then we go, yeah, we just go downtown or something, yeah. out to the beach, she got boots on. Hiking boots. Snow boots <laughs> at the beach. No, she's not that bad, but yeah. It's always like when we go out in the woods yeah. or something. Um, weapons and toolkit, like mm-hmm. something to defend yourself. That might be a firearm, mm-hmm. um, depending too if you're in an urban setting or something like that. You feel like there's threats. That's up to you. You know that could be more problematic, but it could be safe. Yeah, you know, it could be a good safety if you're camping out in the woods and somebody coming up. Boom. You know, yeah. boom. I usually have one with me when I'm camping. Just I always do too. So. I'm like terrified of animals more than people. <laughs> more, I'm terrified of the people more than the animals. Yeah. But that's me. Um, but a knife and a multi-tool, obviously the mm-hmm. skeletal. So mm-hmm. sanitation, you know, toothbrush, you know, that's the quickest way to get yourself sick if you're not preparing for keeping your body clean, yeah. you know, and your yeah. teeth. Nobody wants a cavity and need a crown in the middle of the apocalypse. Yeah. I can't then, imagine what it would cost in the middle of the apocalypse. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I'll take all your food supply for one crown. Yeah. I'm going to take your kids and your food supply <laughs> and three nights with your wife. <laughs> And that's just first payment of four. And that's just to grind it down. I want any <laughs> crown. Yeah. Seriously. Um, that's for the numbing. <laughs> yeah, that's just the medicine. It's anesthesia, and that's it. Um, and then comms. You want to have a radio, and you want, you know, either, like your cell phone can be mm-hmm. part of the plan, but you want to have additional walkie-talkies, maybe a handheld ham radio. Yeah. So you can see how that's a little bit more, uh, you know, gear along with your 72-hour that you have at home. So you kind of just put those two together. Absolutely. And the next one in these kits is the Get Home Bag kit, I guess. So this, again, is (laughs) very similar to, like, the Bug Out bag, but, you know, slightly different. So this is something, the Get Home Bag is a kit that you keep in your vehicle or maybe at your place of work. This is something that should help you get home in an emergency situation in case of maybe transportation being unavailable or you're on a long journey in a vehicle and there's nowhere to resupply, whatever it might be. This is a bag that's going to help you get back to home base. Um, Usually this is, you know, similar to the Bug Out bag, like a large backpack or something like that. And um, looking at the contents, it's going to be really similar to what the bug out bag is. First aid kit, extra walking. The shoes and the walking boots are probably going to be super important on this one because if you're at work and you're wearing, you know, your penny loafers or whatever it might be, you want something that can get you home and you can hike or whatever you need to. You You can walk three miles home like for us. Exactly. In the snow. Yeah, no. I don't want to be wearing these shoes. No. And then extra, you know, socks, gloves, those types of things. You're also going to have the water and the water purification. You're going to have the fire starting kit as part of this, the fixed blade, the multi-tool. Um, you know, hat, sunglasses, sunscreen, chapstick, those types of things are super important. Maps and compass, maybe. Maybe you don't need that, but you probably could. Um, hygiene items. And all of this depends on how far your get-home journey is, right? If it's if you're If you work two miles from home, don't worry about putting, you know, hygiene items. Yeah. If you have to brush your teeth in the two miles that you get back, there's problems, right? So this yeah, I think most people in at least 20 minutes. Yeah, if it's a 20-minute drive, then, you know, you've got 20 miles or so to get back, whatever that is, you know. Um, cash is going to be super important in these situations probably. Self-defense items, again, gun, knife, whatever that might be, crossbow, I don't care what it is, nunchucks. Uh, cordage, <laughs> a tarp could be part of that as well. Uh, N95 mask. I, I think uh, in this situation, a compact emergency radio is probably a good choice. Yeah. 
to have in there to kind of keep abreast of what's happening, you know? Um, yeah, that little crank one we just mm-hmm. got that'll charge your device. And yeah, and they're like solar this big. They're and tiny. Yeah. They're great. Um, a headlamp. Again, like Cam said, you want illumination if you're if you're walking at night, but you don't want to have to hold the damn flashlight all night either. Um, so a headlamp is great. And then a solar charger just in case um, you need to charge whatever you need to. So a get-home bag is a kit that's similar to a bug-out bag, but just slightly different, and it's going to be kept in a different place, and it's going to be used yeah. for a different purpose. Yeah, and that's kind of probably more what I carry yeah, kind Every of a day to day, bag. it's what's in my mm-hmm. yeah. Work and bag. sometimes like the EDC pack can double as a get home bag for sure, depending on how you build it. Yeah, how big your EDC yeah. is, huh? Mm, how big's your EDC? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sticker on my bumper. Yeah, um, the inch bag, and we did we did a podcast on this too. Um, mm-hmm. Your inch bag is basically your bug out bag, but on steroids. Yeah, so it's just it has a lot more gear. I kind of look at my inch bag as if you, you know. You think about going on a trip with, you know, a group or whatever, and you're going to be staying for a week. Yeah. That's kind of your inch bag. Like, mm-hmm. but this is more detailed of like, you're never going to come home from that trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's what inch stands. I'm never coming home. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't even say that, but yeah, the, uh, this bag just has all of the stuff that would, it would, you would think it would take. Like, this is one you've got to try out the gear. You got to test mm-hmm. out the gear. You got to know what the best items are. Because this is your bag that you're going to live out of for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. And so... This is your biggest kit of them It has all. to be built. Like, you want a very good quality bag here. And you want to have one that's comfortable, that's, you know, that you're able to pack all this gear and not destroy your back. Mm-hmm. And um, and it has all the bug out stuff, but it, but it has some more, like, specific comforts in it. And that's what I was going to talk about here is some of the details that are different from your bug out bag. Is this where you might have a tent mm-hmm. or um, a sleeping pad or something because you're going to be, yeah. you know, roughing it for who knows how long. Indefinitely. And so whether that be in your car or just out in the forest or, you know, at another, at a hotel, you know, you just don't know when you're ever going to get back to your stuff. So you mm-hmm. want it all with you. Um, a shovel, maybe like a little pack, little uh, breakdown aluminum mm-hmm. shovel. Yeah. Uh, feud. Uh, feud. You want food procurement items mm-hmm. like you you may be fishing um there's a lot of different gear there like you could have a little portable like extendable fishing pole um dynamite something like that whatever you need or you have those um those auto reels that you just mm-hmm. set up and then you can go camp and whatever and it'll pull the fish in for you but this is where you know you might be carrying a bow um seeds stuff like that sure um more more comprehensive fact usually in this case you're going to have one that has more supplies um, more medications, you're going to have more tools, probably more for like trauma and stuff just in case. And, um, yeah, more ointments and stuff. Yeah. Cam's cure all. Yep. Um, this, this is where like power devices are important. Solar items, hand crank items, water lily makes a really cool system that, they you know, do. can recharge by wind and, um, and you can throw it in the water. It's basically a little turbine. And so you just continue to uh, charge your devices um, comms, this is going to be a little more extensive too, to communicate between your group or to keep tabs on what's going on downtown, like a portable hand ra- ham radio without a license. You know, you don't need a license for that. Yeah. But, um, a little more extensive. And then a security, uh, system, like you're going to pack around a full on security system here. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I put security in there because if you're sleeping at night in the middle of the woods, you're going to want to have a system that kind of alerts you before, you know, harms right up in your face. Mm-hmm. 
So like they have tripwire systems, they have, um, you know, little, little, uh, infrared alarm systems, whatever it takes to kind of keep you safe out away from the shelter of your own home, you'll want to include in your inch bag. So yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge amount of stuff in the inch bag. Like you're going to have to take a lot of time yeah, breaking that down, studying it and, and using the gear. So you know what to use, but that's what it is, is a bag that you're going to live out of indefinitely. So. Yeah. It's like your biggest kit basically yeah. when it comes down to it. The next thing is your car kit or your vehicle kit. We just did an episode on surviving in your vehicle. We talked about all of this basically, but it's an essential kit to have in your vehicle in case of a breakdown, an emergency, or some sort of an SHTF situation hits and you're in your vehicle. So I'm just going to quickly go through some of the items to put in there. So a gas can with some additional fuel, jumper cables or a battery powered jumper, road flares, uh, spare tire and a jack, obviously, food and water, fac, toolkit, flashlight and headlamp, shovel, vehicle escape tool, knife, maps, blankets, hats, gloves, socks, jackets, Fire extinguisher, antifreeze, oil, duct tape, toe strap, washer fluid, rain gear, backup USB charger, toiletries, two-way radio, zip ties, fire starter, tarp, survival blanket, cordage, water purification, cash, self-defense, weapons, Every energy drinks. Adjusting this to 0.5 speed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, way to boil water uh, container for fire. So anyways, that's kind of your your kit for your vehicle. And also, most of the time, you're going to have like an EDC kit, a bug out bag, or a get home bag in your vehicle as well. Yeah. So that kit is super duper important as well because you're in your car so often. Yeah, you are. And your second home. It is, yeah. So look at that kit for sure. Yeah. Um, before we move to special, like these little very specialized kits that are a little less common, I just want to talk about one big threat that's there all the time, all haunting the time. us. We all carry cell phones. We're on computers constantly. Cybercrime is a real thing. It is. And you're going to lose your uh, information at one point or another probably. Mm-hmm. But you can keep yourself safe. And you do that by using Surfshark VPN. It is a virtual private network that lets you go gray man online. If you're in a public area, that's probably the best time to use it because mm-hmm. you're using public Wi-Fi and things like that. This will shield you. And it makes it super nice. It's super easy to use. There's an app um, on any device you're not limited to five or four. You can use it on anything that connects to the internet, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's not expensive at all. It's very inexpensive. You can get 27 months for less than 60 bucks. You can't beat it. If you don't even know what it is, you can try it for 30 days and get your money back. 24-7 support. It's fast and unlimited access. And it is the best VPN there is, I'm telling you. It is. And... um the other thing that's cool is you can actually connect to a server in France and watch their weird network. Yeah. It's up to you. Netflix in France. So, yeah. Pretty cool system. You should try it out. Try it for 30 days. It, you're not going to find a better deal on it. No. Go to surfshark.deal slash preppers. Do Use it. our code. Yeah. Right. Thank you. So, let's talk about these specialized kits, um, Cam. And the first one is a toolkit, right? Yeah. So, just a basic toolkit. And, and the one that I carry in my bug out vehicle is... Um, it's actually the Roaring Fire Tool Roll Bags, like an armadillo, I think is what they call it. Armadillo. But yeah, it just rolls out and it has like all these little compartments and I have several different tools in there. And it, it's just nice to have a kit that has like some of the more common things that you use. Yeah. Um, obviously you're going to have some, uh, uh, for, uh, force grips. Is that what they're called? I don't know what you're talking about. The, uh, ones that clamp down, I just, they just face Vice it. grips. Vice grips. Mm-hmm. Force grips. Um, force grips. I was like, holy foreskin grips. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a multi-tool, another yeah. one, you know, if you're not already carrying one, like I have the, uh, um, I have the, what's the little wand that you get the. 
Is you know, multi tool? Yeah. The, the SOG one? The SOG one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, just because it's kind of longer. Sure. So I just slide that in there and roll it up. Uh, screwdriver kit with all the different heads. Because mm-hmm. you're going to strip like 15 of them out. Absolutely. And then um, a little socket kit. I usually kind of, the tool kit can apply to, you know, your home and stuff like that. But it's usually going to be something that's more portable. Yeah. And they have a lot of those little screwdriver kits that have um, interchangeable heads on them. I throw one of those in my bug out bag. And I also have um, this kit in my truck because it has, you know, wire, tape, bolt cutters, or yeah. wrenches. And I usually have the sockets that are specific for my truck because... You yeah. know, there's a ton of different sizes and it's like, I use these the most and I, and I have so many socket heads just like bouncing around. So mm-hmm. I just like select the ones that I use on my truck the most and yeah. I have those in there. But yeah, building a little toolkit with all these like common things, you know, whether you're scavenging or whatever is yeah. going to be super helpful. I like that. The next one is a blackout kit. We've talked about this several times and I found some. I like this kit. I do too. It's I think it's super one. fun. You know, power outages happen every Kids single year. This kit. Yeah. To almost every person in the world on average. U.S. electricity customers experienced over eight hours of electric power interruptions in 2020. So eight hours, everybody's been dealing with it. Customers in Alabama, Iowa, Connecticut. We've had some pretty reliable injury, huh? We have. Oklahoma and Louisiana experienced the most with interrupted power in 2020, ranging from 29 to 60 hours in Louisiana. Oh, my God. So obviously in those areas where there's hurricanes, it's a much bigger deal to have this kind of stuff yeah. or those those big storms. But so you have – this blackout kit is a kit that you have ready when the power goes out. So it's super smart to have one of these. Um, it can be stored, you know, maybe in a small Tupperware-type box or a backpack. or I don't know. I don't know how you keep yours, but – I think just like a little box is kind of nice to have it. Um, some people even I think mine's just in a Tupperware bin. Yeah, underneath my bed. And some people even use like glow in the dark tape on the container. So oh, that's the, a good idea. When the lights go out, you can find that sucker, right? I just break all the glow sticks, throw them in. Yeah, exactly. They last forever. Um, but here's kind of the basic contents to think for this blackout kit. You have to have a flashlight. You have to have a headlamp, and we've talked about those a million times. It's not bad. I did to have a little first aid kit in there. In case yeah. something happens and you can't, find all, your you can't find all your other crap, a multi-tool, candles, lighter, batteries, an emergency radio. Um, it's not a bad idea to have your power company contact info in there as well That's so that you could call them or whatever you got to do to figure out where the hell is the power, right? Um, a USB charger. You know, a lot of people keep these things under their bed or near their bed. So if it goes out at 3 a.m., you're you're close to it, right? Yeah. Um, just make sure that everybody knows where they are in the house. And except for your kids. Except for your kids. Because they just get in there and turn everything Yeah. Out. Or you can make one for each bedroom if, yeah. you, if you want to, you know. Um, but yeah, I, no. I don't have a full kit for each bedroom, but at one point I did have flashlights next to all the beds. So at least they could get a light and see where they were going. Yeah. Right? But you know how long flashlights last in a kid's bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Not very long. Nope. Turn it on, go to bed. Yep. <laughs> Turn it on, go to bed, lose it the next day. It's so gone true. forever. Um, the So depending on the area that you live and what your most likely, you know, natural disaster is going to be, like us here is probably going to be an earthquake or a flood. Or a blizzard. Or a blizzard, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but hurricanes, tornadoes, depending on where you live, you want to build a kit specific to kind of help you through those events. Mm-hmm. And that some of the some of the things that you're going to have in these kits are going to be you know storm blankets to protect your windows so that you're not going to have glass flying all over when you're you yeah, know going bad. through a nasty storm, um, or this this is going to be a kit down in your storm cellar or something that yeah. you're going to have it all ready for your family down in that area. Um, waterproofing supplies, 
um, plastic covers. If your windows blow out, break, then mm-hmm. you can seal it off, or you can isolate your family to a room to kind of trap heat in there. I, I'd like have two of those kits. So you can isolate your family in one room, and then you can that's be in the other room. No joke there. <laughs> this is, see, I didn't think this one through. Yeah, Kobe that's all right. Um, and your food supply, it's a little more accessible in these, like, maybe where you have all of these, like, weather supplies in one place, you have mm-hmm. some food in there, too. It's always easy to throw some MREs, a few water bottles mm-hmm. in a kit for storms. Um, a generator is something to replace the power loss or to power up a light, power up a device to distract your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have that in my kit, too. Yeah. I haven't actually built a really specific, you know, earthquake kit, but I want to, cause I have my bug out bag and all that stuff, but yeah. it's a good idea to just have this stuff in. I, I know people that have those storm cellars or they even have like a tornado bunker, which would yeah. be awesome. I That's wish. where you would have so awesome. all the stuff down in there. I kind of want to just move to tornado alley just so I could have <laughs> I like a tornado. So shelter. I can justify to my wife. Yeah. I need one. We, we need, need one. one. We got to have it. We have to. Um, sanitation's huge because you might be isolated in one room in your house or there's going to be broken pipelines. There's not going to yeah. be running water. It's easy to get sick or you do get sick and you have to deal with that. So you want to have like chlorine, Lysol, you know, wet wipes and mm-hmm. things like that to keep, you know, your health up. Um, also have access to your FAC or some additional medicines, especially if you have uh, prescription medications. Yeah. Um, a lot of this stuff's going to be near like your bug out bag and all that. And then also entertainment, shelter supplies like tents are awesome for this because, yeah. you know, it's all right there and you can just plop it in the middle of your house while the storm ravages everything. Mm-hmm. And then signaling. If you get trapped, you get, you know, you need help, you can set some light outside or a countermeasure or a, a little, there's like those little f- flashing beacons you have in a vehicle. Yeah, like emergency flashers. Yeah, so if you need help, you can throw it out on mm-hmm. your lawn for people to come and help you. So, and then a radio to kind of follow the weather, know what, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on, if you're going to get any uh, power back soon and things like that. So, yeah, that's kind of just your basic kit for if, if you have those threats that are higher in your area. Yeah. And so the next one I want to talk about, this one's kind of tough to pin down, but it's called a children's kit. Basically, it comes down to keeping your kids occupied in an emergency. Um, so the number one way thing, more important than it seems. It like really the thing is. You really think about it, the number one thing you have to have ready for kids at all time is some sort of an entertainment, especially in a, in a situation where it's kind of really stressful, anxiety inducing. You want them to be able to chill, do yeah. something that kind of takes their mind off of it. So you can kind of have a kit ready for these situations. So things like books and board games and crayons and markers and coloring and activity books and toys and those types of things will really help. I mean, pretty much in any SHTF scenario or emergency situation, this is going to be a kit that you're going to want to have. And like Cam said, it might be part of another kit as well, like your earthquake kit or tornado kit or whatever, you know, um, or even in a bug out bag. I mean, you can even These are all just little specific kits, but yeah, they're they're probably going to be in some of your other bigger supplies. I mean, because a lot of people do have bug out bags for their kids, and this would be part of those bug out bags is this little children's kit, right? The only kit that they're packing right Yeah. With. So just th- also snacks, candy, those things are almost as important as the they entertainment. Really are. So having a kit ready for an emergency situation for your kids is uh, it's a good kit to have. Yeah. Good if you haven't had have. a plan, try planning with your significant other while your kids have no entertainment. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. You might as well just let the things happen yeah happen. um you got to remember like you remember the kids you got to remember those pets yeah you, you know do. you don't want them running wild Mm-mm. you also have to deal with them you know being kind of a disturbance to others and stuff of powers out and your dog's barking all night long or stuff like that 
I know a lot of people that I live around could care less if their dog barks all night long. Yeah. And yes, if you're listening, I'm speaking directly to you. Yeah. <laughs> but you need to think about like um, having food available to them. You don't want to give up your supplies to your animal. Mm-mm. And so um, when you go and buy a bag of cat food, buy an additional bag so that you have it and buy dog food. Um, the other thing is you, if you're going to be bugging out or something, you want to have stuff that's like portable and ready to go. Mm-hmm. A collapsible bowl so you can pour water in yep. for them and then just put it back in your backpack. Um, bags for, you know, sanitation purposes, crapping mm-hmm. in your tent and stuff like that. Yeah. You want to have a way to deal with that. But animals get in fights and they get hurt and they run through fences. Like you want to have some blood clot powder that you can just sprinkle on it mm. and, and wrap their legs. So your med kit, you want to either add some stuff or, or to a pet kit, add, um, some medical supplies. I actually found this year, I found this place called pet evac or something. Yeah. And I looked at that one today. Yeah. They have like evac kits. They have like a small pets. kit and then they have an advanced kit mm-hmm. and they have like, um, pet medicine. They have pet like bandages. So it's basically mm-hmm. separating all your supplies to, yeah. you know, it's very similar to what you have, but specifically for your pet, which I think is a great idea. Yeah. Well, especially if a dog, you sometimes know? Pets in families are like on par with kids. Like yeah. some or, people or really, they yeah. really love their pets. So it's super important to some people to do right. this. So having having ways to take care of them mm-hmm. separate from using your supplies is a great idea. So I like that. Another kit you could be working on is called a shelter in place kit. Um, it's possible that you may be required to shelter in place for a variety of different situations, maybe like a hazmat event, some sort of civil unrest nuclear radiation, severe weather, or even a pandemic. Shelter in place is something that might be called out, you know, on the radio. It's like, we want you to shelter in place. Basically, you have to hunker down. You have to stay put until the situation is resolved. And you basically can't have contact with the outside world in these situations. So um, you kind of have to have a kit ready for for something like this. So it can be kind of tricky to get one of these kits because you don't know if this crisis is going to last eight hours or if it's going to be six months. But at least you can be somewhat ready. Yeah. Because um, you may not have access to electricity or plumbing. Um, so you're going to have to look at that. So the basic kit should include food, water, sanitation, supplies. Obviously, we know this. Safe indoor heating. Um, that's something like a Mr. Oh, right. Mr. Buddy heater, or maybe you have, um, a wood burning stove, but those are super important cooking devices and fuel in case, you know, you don't have gas or electricity, so you can't cook. You have to have alternate ways to cook your food. Um, first aid kit, obviously another big piece of this is plastic sheeting and, um, either painter's tape or duct tape, because if it's a hazmat situation or maybe even in a pandemic, you're going to want to seal off rooms, um, to keep that bad stuff out of your house or out of a room or whatever it is, yeah. or maybe you have to make a, a room for somebody who's sick or whatever it is, you know, but you're sheltering a place. You're going to be at home a long time. You're going to want that kind of stuff for this shelter in place kit. Yeah. I think that's a huge, like most people are going to bug in. Yes. And so for sure. this kit's huge. Yeah. Um, the medical kit, this is your more detailed, you know, a first mm-hmm. aid kit. This is going to have like, um, maybe supplies to deliver a baby if you're yeah. <laughs> expecting soon. The combat midwife kit. Yeah, the would be combat great for that. midwife mm-hmm. kit would be great for this because that that a lot of the stuff in there can also be used for other medical, mm-hmm. you know, more intense medical stuff. But sanitation supplies, you're gonna want to have your 90 day prescriptions or yeah. extras in this kit. You're also gonna want to have um, you know, more of the over the counter stuff that's that's gonna get cleaned out. It always does. Like yeah. ibuprofen goes fast. Yeah, you're gonna have bottles in this medical kit 
And this is where you have more of your like casting material, your splinting material, your your suturing um, kit. And even if you don't know how to do some of these medical supplies, this is where you're going to throw in a medical book yeah. so that you can refer back. Prepper's it's Medical just, Handbook. Yeah. That's probably the best one that you can get for mm-hmm. if you don't have like any um, medical training. It, it goes over all the details to take care of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, and, and that I would, I would have medical books in my medical kit to refer to. And so it's your fact, but it's the more complex one for multiple people. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, this is the kit that you're going to want to build over time and, and keep working on. So, yeah, I like that. This one is kind of interesting. Uh, we're calling it the workplace kit. Um, it's always a possibility that you could get stranded at work in whether that be due to weather or civil unrest or any other kind of crazy SHTF situation that might happen at work. Having some sort of a kit at your workplace could help you survive. Maybe you just have to stay the night. Maybe you're stuck there for a while. I mean, obviously this would suck. Oh man. But you're at your work so often that I think it makes sense to have some sort of a kit there, right? Um, maybe it's just stuff you have in your vehicle and that might be fine, yeah. but maybe you well, might get home bag, like comes with me yeah. into my clinic. So but it's kind of part of that. Maybe you ride public transportation to work yeah. and you don't have that, your vehicle, right? So having something at your workplace is going to be huge. And it just be very, very simple with it. Extra food and water. You know, maybe you just keep that at your desk or whatever, a flashlight, hygiene items like toothbrush, deodorant. If you have to stay oh, yeah. overnight, Boy, you're going to be missing that stuff. You know what I mean? Some extra, you hope that your coworkers they, they have, have the same too. supplies. Extra clothing. Again, this is something that could be used in multiple situations. You know, you spill mustard on your shirt. You've got some extra clothes. <laughs> you poop your pants. You've got some yes. extra clothes. Whatever <laughs> it might happen. You know what I mean? I usually do not for preparedness reasons. Yeah. For that. But yeah, exactly. Poop my pants. Uh, first aid kit. I mean, hopefully your work has one, but you don't know. And then entertainment. Maybe you're stuck there all night. You want something to do. Oh, yeah. You have like a book there or word search or connect the dots. A battery charger for your phone. A battery charger for your phone. keep watching TikTok all yeah, night long. Exactly. So anyways, just think about having a kit at your workplace. I think it's a great thing to consider. Anyways. I think so too. Yeah. Um, weapons or self-defense security kit. Mm-hmm. And this is where you're probably going to have like your firearms are going to fall into this category. Sure. Um, because, you know. If you're going to defend your family, if you're going to be bugging in and chaos is just going on outside, mm. you're going to want a way to defend yourself and your family. You want to keep yourself safe. And so in this kit, you know, is going to have like your handgun and your shotgun and all that stuff, whatever is your plan for, for self-defense. But also in here, you like this is where like your batteryless trip wires and your mm-hmm. door jam alarms and your signs, yeah. stuff to just kind of keep people away and scare them. Um, blackout or like you know the the curtain things that kind of just mm-hmm. block out light so people don't know that you're sleeping down in the basement or whatever so they yeah. can't break in pepper strip pepper spray stray stray pepper stray um stun guns things like that so mm-hmm. just thinking of bugging in and and people are starting to loot or it's gotten to that point you want to have a kit that's going to keep you and your family safe um deadbolts and and like door jam protection mm-hmm. and window protection like all of those supplies, like keeping it in one area. I have several of these things in a bin in my basement that, you know, I'll bust out yeah. if ever it comes to that. But I think it's good to have a kit ready to go for all that security. That's great. Items. So uh, maybe SHGF hits hard. It hits fast. You're going to have to have an alternate, some alternate ways to procure food. Why not have a hunting kit ready to go, right? And this could be a hunting slash uh, fishing kit. 
you know, I'm not saying straight up hunting. I, I, I put fishing in this, but you know, this means you have ways to go hunting. Like you have the weapons, you have the ammo, whatever it is, you have knives and you have field dressing equipment, whatever that is. You have hunting clothes, you have butchering supplies and you have fishing gear. I mean, most guys, if you're hunters, you kind of have this spread out everywhere, but if you have a little kit that when it goes down, you can grab it and go, maybe it's just in a backpack. You have all this stuff going. Um, it, it's great to have all together in a kit, hunting kit, fishing no, I kit. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. And then I, I, I think on TikTok and, and Instagram, I did a video of, a um, of a, of a, uh, scavenging kit. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. just basic items like, you know, gloves and goggles and things like that. So if you're going out, you want to be safe. You don't want to like go and, you know, get your eye poked out trying to look mm-hmm. for a drumstick in the back of the parking lot. Drumstick? That's what you went with? Chickens. Just chickens. Oh, I see. A chicken drumstick. I thought you meant just like you want to play drums. <laughs> no. I'm talking about scavenging for some drumstick. I like only got one chicken. drumstick. I Nobody need one more. drumstick. But, um, yeah, these kits are pretty, like, that's where you're going to put, like, some of your tools. It yeah. may be your tool kit, including gloves and, um, you know, hard hat. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, safety maybe a goggles. protective, yeah, a reflective vest so you don't get hit while you're out there scavenging yeah, things like that. But idea. no, I do have a kit um, with my scavenging um, gear in it. It's mm-hmm. mostly my tool kit. Like I have a lot of items in there for you know wire and stuff like that. But um, you can't build your build your little additional scavenging kit that's just going to help you cut some bolts, steal some water. And, um, <laughs> or like a your siphon, up. like a fuel siphon. Yeah, I do great. have that in there yeah. to pump gas out of yeah. my neighbor's cars because that's the first thing I'm doing. Well, I do it once a week, usually. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I haven't paid for gas in years. <laughs> I don't know why people don't do it more often. I don't get it. <laughs> it's free gas. Oh, man. But yeah, and I have an additional headlamp in there mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, anyways, there nice. you go. That's I'll a like lot it. of kits. There's and those little kits. specific ones, um, yeah, you may not break all these down individually. Yeah. You may have gotten that plan into a bigger one. But, sure. Um, that's all the little kits out there. Yeah, as many kits. There's so many more. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by TacPack. It's like a little EDC kit from TacPack. The only monthly tactical subscription box with useful professional-grade stuff inside. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS. You're going to get a free separate bag set of EDC gear along with your first month's TacPack. Head over to TacPack.com. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS. You got an AR. You like knives and cool EDC gear. Go get yourself a TacPack. You should go get a TacPack. You should. That's hey, great. Cam, um, speaking of EDC gear, we have a couple of quick reviews we want to do. No, do we want to do those right now? Yeah, let's just do them quick. We'll get it, we'll get them done. Okay. You're just going to be all right. The first one is that, well, the Revo. I'm only 20 minutes late. Yes, yeah, okay, okay. Revo Knives, send us a cool knife. We'll talk about that later. But um, how about the Going Gear EDC Club? Seriously, I've. This thing is They've awesome. probably been one of the most yeah. impressive. Very cool. Like, they have such good stuff. And I, I, I think we, yeah. Like I couldn't say enough good things. Like some of the all the gear that I have is mm-hmm. probably either battle box or, <laughs> or from going gear. Yeah, uh, the first the tack th- pack for guns. Yeah, but. giant moose ace Nimbus V two knife, hundred and eighty five dollar value. Holy frick, uh, it's a really cool knife. And then we have the rookie knives. Is that this one? No, no, that's a different one. Where, oh, it's this one. Yeah, it's in that that one right there. Nice. Really cool. There's so many cool knives in this one. The giant moose ace Nimbus V two is a cool little EDC knife. Wow, that one's good looking. Yeah, it's sweet. Then we have the Rookie Knives, the P661. Uh, it's another cool little like EDC. A World War II gun. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool little knife, though. I like it. It's just kind of a Man. little EDC this guy. This is like a, a, a knife sweat dream. I like, know, dude. If you're going to get knives, go to yeah. Going Gear. Good wow, that stuff. That one's good looking. I like yeah, that's that That's cute, one. isn't it? I like it. Then we have the 
County Calm neck, face, and head cover. It's just like a gator, basically, which has like a topographic pattern on it. That's sweet. Yeah, it's kind of cool, huh? Ew, silky. Yeah. Then like we have the Gearaid Nyglow. Um, it's like a glow-in-the-dark keychain. It's kind of cool. That's a pepper spray. Yeah, it's, it's a little Nygo thing. And then we have the Sabre Self-Defense Spray. Um, and then we have the Kyoto. Throw that into the, your defense kit. Cold Steel Kyoto. It's kind of a cool. It looks, looks like, like a, a mini samurai. Japanese sword. <laughs> it's sick looking. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that is freaking Freaking sweet. awesome. I was pretty stoked about that. Yeah, and then we also have the latest Crate Club as well, which is fun. Um, they got some really good stuff in there. I haven't seen their card in here, so. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. I would hope it's in there somewhere. There it is. Probably in the very bottom. There it is. Uh, so this is the latest Crate Club. The first item is the Clean Freak Scent-Free Body Wipes. I like these because they're like little individual packages. Yeah, that's Pretty dang cool. Yeah, a great idea for your sanitation kit. Newstat Hemostatic Pads. This could be perfect for your med kit, right? Then we have the First Line Gun Oil Pen. Cool stuff nice. for your EDC it makes knives. It so and much cleaner to like oh, yeah. oil stuff. Then we have the Quick Cord. It's a little tool for paracord. Kind of cool stuff there. Yeah. Then the Hero Clip Medium. Medium sized Hero Clip. Very cool. Oh, you spilt. A little bit. Um, and then we have the Pod Extreme Jump Starter. Every vehicle needs a jump starter. We talked about that in the vehicle kit. There you go. Yep. Lead Lenser ML6 750 Lumen Lantern. This thing is Lead lenses are awesome, dude. Yeah. They do. Freaking sweet. They have some amazing lights. Yeah. Then we have the Fox Edge FE520. Sweet little uh, folding knife. It's a big bastard. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember. It's a beaster. Recently, I... uh, I use this sucker to like pull some shelves off because I can oh, just you? use oh, it yeah. to pry. That's huge, it's dude. It's super durable. That's a beast. Yeah. And then we have the Tops Knives Poker. Ooh. Woo! Where's that? Uh, I don't know. It's in there somewhere. Oh, right here. Yeah, there you go. That's the latest Crate Club. And that's it, guys. That's what we have today. That's a lot of stuff. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Go, go build some Somebody's kits. Somebody's going to be pissed when I get back to work. Yeah. Go build some kits, all right? And stay survived.